0: It's a twister! It's a twister!
1: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd summary placement show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man
2: who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. That's one of the great special effects from the... Golden the twister of Hollywood. It I, really was. You can find it online and it really is very convincing and scary. No, I mean, it, really it is very still good. looks pretty good today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it,
1: uh, yeah, it was a, a piece of cloth or something. Yeah. A, yeah. Like a <laughs> bolt of cloth. <laughs> yeah. They're wiggling that thing around.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I, I remember when I was a kid watching that and it freaked me out because she's trying to get in the storm cellar. Like she goes through the house looking for her yeah. aunt and uncle. Yeah. She tries to get in the storm cellar and she's banging on it with her foot and she can't get open. I was like, oh my God. I mean, it was like a childhood like you know trauma of abandonment yeah. you know it's like she's gonna get why killed. did that resonate with you <laughs> yeah i can't imagine i never got whisked away to oz though that was the, Oh <laughs> that yes, all turned did. out well well yeah maybe <laughs> but, <laughs> i did come here after all
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i just played that in, in honor of our our first february tornado in yes Wisconsin. yeah that's right. wow that's
2: amazing that was,
1: what the heck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I can't imagine. Well, I mean,
2: mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the the uh, the news there. They basically the the whole uh, you know, they the first of all they they took out, they took the uh the inflatable Statue of Liberty off the lake. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Lady Liberty is not on Lake Mendota because the ice is so thin now mm-hmm. because of the ridiculously uh, warm temperatures. And so yeah, it's uh There's I think there's a winter carnival that's supposed to they're going to have this. Uh, They called that off as well. Um, There are they're either going to be the events are they're they're still having it, but the events are either going to be canceled or they're going to be on the land. So you're not going to walk out on the ice because uh, unless you're Jesus, this is not a good time (laughs) to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so jesus could walk on water that's true that's true and he yeah. could turn water into wine that, that's another one of his his so powers, he was yes. like
1: he had a thing for water well there's a the lot time. of it around you know yeah and he was time. thirsty when
2: they crucified
1: him too so
2: <laughs> well the water to wine he got the request for that one yeah that was it. Was at a wedding, right? Feast. Yeah, right. that was his first miracle. Yeah, and uh, and it was kind of like he you know, should have stopped right there. Jesus, like, they need some wine <laughs> down here. You know, his mom bugging him as always. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mom, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> You're the son of God. You can, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> come on. He <laughs> didn't just like run to the liquor store. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> come on. <laughs> You got to realize, though, in ancient times. I mean, this is the one of those things. Like in ancient times, people drank alcohol because water could kill you. You right, know what I mean? Right. They didn't know why, but they knew that you could get sick from it. Yeah. They weren't. They didn't realize. And that was one thing. You know, Mister Jesus, rather than turning things into wine, if he really wanted to show how smart he was, and he was like jiggy with how everything was arranged, he just could have told people. Boil your water, like I mean, <laughs> you know. If he'd say boil your water, and you saw that in the in the New Testament, and it's because there's little things living in it, right? And then it took 1,600 years to prove it. Yeah, he's like that guy's onto something. You know, I mean, that would be some. That would be some proof there. <laughs> that would be pretty good stuff, right? You know? right. Yeah, yeah. So. that and uh, everything's made of itty bitties. That would right. be good. Yeah, put and that one out there. People one, wouldn't find that out for ages. The and ones then, I um, like are sail west, and you'll find. Yeah. Chocolate, tomatoes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. coffee. Potatoes. <laughs> Corn, <laughs> yeah, potatoes. Yeah. Trust me, you'll yeah, love trust it. Trust me, just keep going. <laughs> T- tobacco,
1: you'll like, but yeah, there's kind of a downside yeah, to that right. one. But,
2: uh. Or, yeah, or just the simple one of, yeah, actually, we go around the sun, not the other <laughs> way around. It just, and then people would have been like, oh, that's crazy, that's nuts. And then somewhere around the and 14th, they crucify him. 1400s, they'd yeah. go, oh, my God, he was totally right. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it would be a very important thing to say at that point <laughs> but no it's all that be nice to each other yeah, well, like we don't know that already we, don't, yeah. we just can't do we can, it
1: but we can ignore that part yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. i just i mostly go with the prosperity gospel My to oh, you <laughs> You know, you hide your tokens under the bushel basket, and then you come back, and
2: they're, they've doubled or something like Have that. Have you ever seen the Jefferson Bible? I love the Jefferson Bible.
1: Yeah. Thomas Jefferson.
2: It's he's, like a pamphlet. It's, it is. It's a pamphlet. But it's a pamphlet where he takes all the, the Gospels, and he takes all of the what are presumed to be the uh, the ethical teachings of Jesus, and he cuts out everything else. And it's just kind of like a, you know, it's like Confucius's a- a- Analects or something, basically. like Here's the wise, ethical yeah. teaching of yeah. this great it's man. The Cliff Notes. And, and it has nothing to do with... I mean, you read it, and it's like... It, He's don't not, be a jerk. Yeah, he's not saying I'll do that for you, or you know, the, when you get to heaven, say I know a guy. He's, he's
1: like, hey,
2: I got the wristband. He's band. like, you want to get into heaven? Give all your stuff away and serve the poor. You know, leave like your, I can't do that. Leave you know? your family. Yeah, leave your family. Yeah, it's Like so. all this stuff is kind of like, well, wait, we don't do that.
1: So I, I came across. I, I had never heard this one before. There's there's apparently uh, some sort of parable or story in in the the Old Testament yeah. about a guy who was bald. Okay, and these you probably know this, but there was some kids making fun of him. Sure, and so God sent like there were forty two kids, and God sent these bears to maul the kids
3: because <laughs> <laughs> they were being mean to
1: them. <laughs> it's like a curb your enthusiasm episode or something yeah, only with yeah. bears.
2: <laughs> well, that's why there. That's why there is a New Testament. Um, some early Christians thought that it couldn't possibly be the case that the old testament was a record of the acts of god and the things that he said to people and so there were early christians who wrote basically old testament or wrote bibles that left out the old testament yeah. like the gospel and you know paul's letters or something yeah. and just said the rest of that stuff and then and so then there was a counter reaction to that in the early christian community in case you're worried about this folks at home i mean the fissures that occurred in Christianity; those, it started that way. It was only because one sect won and stomped all the other yeah, ones well, down that the, time you'd it think it work. was continuous. You know, in terms of what they thought. But no, there were early conflicts about this: uh, what should the what should their holy text look like? Yeah. And some people said, "Well, we don't need one; it's it's called the Old Testament." And other people said, "No, we need to do this new stuff." And then some other ones said, "No, it's not either one of those; the old stuff is all." It's crazy, you know. We that can't be God, right? I mean, <laughs> you're just stomping around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> like so there that, were different views. Yeah,
1: didn't, didn't some people think like the Old Testament God was actually Satan, and then the New Testament God was? There are the various God views.
2: Or, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. w- one thing that uh, if you read Genesis, uh, the purported god does not want human beings to become fully realized he doesn't want them to know things right he tells them you know that's the knowledge uh, the tree of knowledge don't eat that because <laughs> <laughs> i want you to be like a house cat for me or something it's hard it's unclear what's going on there and then this beautiful thing shows up this incredible uh you know the most perfect thing of all a serpent right it's very simple and and wise and it says hey <laughs> Don't listen to that guy. <laughs> listen to me. Eat the fig. Eat the, the. fig. Yeah, <laughs> eat, the, eat the fruit here and then you'll be fine. Every What could be the worst thing that could happen? Yeah,
1: so... So on a sad note, one of my favorite performers died this week. Oh. Uh, uh, mojo Nixon. Oh yeah, I, know, I loved a mojo. Yeah, the Nixon Mojo. That's what yeah, we liked. Him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, so like kind of our, our patron saint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> His slogan is: "If you ain't got Nixon, you need some fixin'.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit Nixon in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a little bit of Elvis. In oh, was a little Elvis. Oh, that's right. That's right. What was but the name the, of that song? That was the Elvis is everywhere. Everyone is everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so he's he's. Reunited with his holy trinity of Elvis, evil Knievel, and uh, Otis the Drunk from Andy of Mayberry. <laughs> but uh, I, it was sad. He, he was only 66, but he was never going to live to a ripe old age. That wasn't I mean, his goal. No, no. <laughs> he had a different goal. I? Yeah. But he, he'd kind of been semi-retired and, uh probably the last 20 years or so. Okay. He was doing a, a outlaw country show on uh, Sirius XM uh, satellite radio. Yeah. And then I think he did a few shows here and there. But but he did the, these, they have these outlaw country cruises where you go on a Very cruise nice. ship and they'll have like... 40 acts, and he, and he was on that, and he, he performed the other night, and then he got up, had some breakfast, and then, then he had a heart attack, and he passed away, Wow. Okay. and they put him, in. I assume they put him in the freezer with the tater tots <laughs> or something. <laughs> like my aunt knew with her cat, yeah, right? Seriously, I mean, what do you do? You're on a, in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the ocean. I know, what can you do? It must happen a lot, I would think, on yeah. these cruises, yeah. so they, they, I'm sure they have contingency plans. Sure. But, uh, yep. So, But I, I saw him uh, three times in Madison. I saw him at... Uh, at the uh, Okay's Corral, Okay. And uh, before it burned down. Yeah. and <laughs> yeah, that, that Preferred. <laughs> so I'm at the Barrymore. Oh, I interviewed him at the Barrymore
2: for work. You used Mort. to do an arts and entertainment show. Was yeah, that, Was yeah. that, that f- was part it of
1: was, that? It was sort of, yeah. I, but, uh, but I sat down and interviewed him, and uh, it, it was really funny. They, they said, yeah, come come when
2: he's doing the sound check, and then you can talk to him when he's done with Mel, that. Mel, before I even knew you, I used to listen to you. You and Jan Levine thought you guys yeah. were great. Oh, I mean, well, I think th- those you. interviews were really but, good. But... Um, so
1: so I came when he was doing the sound check, and he had like this little speaker that was about the size of maybe two shoe boxes put together, yeah. and he plugged his guitar in there, and he, he strummed about four notes. He goes, all right, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, high-quality work, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best. And then I, I saw him at, um, it's, I think it's a church now. It's this brick building on the corner of Regent and Park.
2: Regent and... Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a... a, a, Is it even there? I think they've knocked it down. Maybe they've knocked it down Yeah, they've knocked it down now. One of their big building sprees.
1: But the the, the most important thing that came out of the show at OK's, it was the coming out party for Madison Legend... Art Paul Schlosser.
2: Oh. Art was the
1: warm-up act. Oh,
2: very much. And the very crowd went
1: insane. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. Excellent. And Mojo even commented on it later. He was complaining that he wasn't going to get paid. And he goes, "Well, you know, they got to pay the pay the wait staff, They got to pay the bartenders. They got to uh, pay the liquor bill. They got to give Art his twenty thousand <laughs> dollars." Art was Art was outside looking through the window because it was crowded, yeah. and he, yeah. his eyes just lit up. I get Twenty thousand. <laughs> the kazoo itself cost <laughs> about ten, right?
2: <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'm so I'm sad. Did you used to go to live music a lot? Yeah, I mean, back in the oh, day, yeah, I sure. did too. Yeah, yeah, so I used to have a problem though. I was mistaken for another oh, superannuated oh, sure, graduate sure, student whatever. here in town. Yeah, Marco, Marco Pogo. Marco yeah. Pogo and I more than once people came up to me and it, because Marco Pogo he was a, a math uh, grad student and he was. He's the slender guy and he if he liked the music, he would he would do a pogo kind of dance. Sure. And uh and people would, you know, that's where he got his his, his, his name. And people would see me and they'd think I was I was him, and they would worry if I wasn't leaping around and I have to explain to them, you know, that I'm, I'm, not, that I'm not that guy. Uh <laughs> yeah, the guy that sits, sits slack jawed and watches. You know? <laughs> well, I hit banks and just can't stand them. Give me a shovel and man. the song. Think i ride myself one or two. I hate banks, yeah, how about you? How, how?
3: Well, hey, lend me a nickel and lend me a dime. They possess my house city on time. Financial institutions think they're
2: so high for loot. <laughs> Just a bunch of fruits a three-piece suit, yeah, trying to steal all my loot. Oh! Very nice. <laughs> I like that incisive political commentary there. <laughs> I hate banks. Yeah, That's a feeling we can all get behind. There you go. So, do uh, so you think that they're going to have a... Uh, uh, dementia test for uh, for Trump and Biden. I think they're just going to forego the debate. Yeah. And they'll just have the matching and... Just show them know, pictures of yeah, a, yeah, donkeys and donkeys whales. Donkeys and whales. And, yeah. And you have to remember... <laughs> have them remember words. They, and, yeah, so <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I just have this image of these two old guys, <laughs> you know, kind of going at it. <laughs> I think the thing is, I mean, I'll, I'll give them this. I mean, Trump has the weight advantage in any face-to-face sure, competition. Sure, yeah. But I have a suspicion that uh, Biden, whatever else is going on, but seems wiry yeah, and l- a little he's bit a little more energetic. I mean, he gets, yeah. I rides a bike. He stuff. can actually ride a bike, whereas I don't think Trump can go down a he, ramp. He wouldn't know what a bike, <laughs> <laughs> what a bike would be. What is this? <laughs> yeah, right. Is it worth a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. If it became a gold-plated one, maybe. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had to laugh this week. Uh,
1: one of the things that came out of Rudy Giuliani's uh, bankruptcy, I think it's bankruptcy hearing. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that, um, that that the the Trump Trump or the
2: Trump campaign it was a little vague. Uh, owes him about two million dollars. Oh yeah. For <laughs> oh yeah. No, this is. I mean, this is the knock-on effect of being. In the Trump orbit, which is he's never going to pay you. Right, I mean, that's right. and and not only that, he'll blame you when everything goes bad. He, that, you're there to be blamed. That's right, the whole right. point. Yeah. that's why Ronna McDaniel's was uh, thrown in a dumpster behind <laughs> oh, a, right, you know, yeah. <laughs> somewhere out in Nevada. We're not sure where exactly. <laughs> she even dropped the Romney from her name. Yeah, I know. She was I know. So far in the the tank Romneys are a proud family. I mean, it's not like it's her dad or something that's a Romney. And I mean, it's a it's a it's an important clan. But no, you better get rid of that Ronna if you want to. <laughs> Suck up to the Sun King. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Trump
1: was, was president and he went to, I think it was Hawaii, yeah. and, uh, and there was a, a,
2: a battleship. It was part that, of his comeback tours, I recall. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he looks like Elvis. Did you catch well, that one? Oh, this I saw week? that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: So, but he, but, he, but they, they had like a battleship or something yeah. there, and it's the, the, the SS John McCain. Oh, or SS okay. Mc- but it's John McCain's John da- McCain, yeah, yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. He was, he was an admiral as well, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So, so they named the ship after him, yeah. But they had the they covered it up when Trump came because they didn't <laughs> want him to see it because he'd have, it, he'd have a hissy the fit, have a hissy fit, the little snowflake.
2: <laughs> 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 wow, oh, yeah, that's what you're looking for. So yeah, so hey, Des, uh, you probably seen this story. They did a. Uh, a big economic analysis of the, oh, just the, the tariffs. No, this was the tariff oh, thing. Okay. Remember the tariffs that uh, President, former President Donald J. Trump imposed on China uh, and other American trading partners? And they were a huge economic failure according really? to a new study. Yeah, exactly. Because we couldn't sell soybeans to uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> a billion people? That Basically, they had a negative effect on American jobs, especially in agriculture. And, Mel, you hit it right on the head. Farmers who exported exported soybeans, cotton, and sorghum to China were uh, were most affected. But here's the thing: he he ended up uh, they ended up the Trump administration's uh, forking out twenty three billion dollars in 2018 and 19. I'm sure that didn't affect our deficit at all. That and the, that and the gigantic tax cut. Um, but that was, uh, they basically put that money out there to help these farmers so they wouldn't notice. So it ended up becoming oh, right. this giant political success. Oh, Trump will do this. Trump will do that. But actually, it was a stupid policy. And the only reason why people didn't realize what was going on is because they paid them off. And they covered it up. Yeah. They covered it up. Yeah. So that's the guy that's going to be potentially in charge of our economy in two years or whatever, a <laughs> year and a half. <laughs>
1: And that's the only that's really the only policy thing he's ever mentioned na- yeah. nowadays is right. is tariffs because he wants to put a bunch of tariffs on sure. on everything. like and because uh, he doesn't quite I don't think he understands tariffs. He thinks yeah. that he makes the bad people pay them. but he doesn't realize it's just a tax yeah, well it's yeah, and well, and it's they, a t- yeah and they passed it, they passed it's it on. a two-way
2: street well, the yeah. nice thing now. I mean, I don't know if it's nice or not whatever The big change that's happened, of course, and you may have seen this just last week, is that new statistics indicate that our biggest trading partner now is Mexico not oh. China so oh, okay. that just they just eased out uh, China oh, so, okay. so i don't know maybe that will be part of the uh, of the trump plan to <laughs> punish mexico i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> do you build that wall or something i don't know it's crazy it's it's all up in the air who knows what's going to happen yeah. so
1: did, i didn't bring the story maybe you did about the the, the analysis of uh, immigration on our economy it, it showed that this was, oh, you didn't. You no, know, I it, didn't bring it in. But, no but it, but it showed that there was like this enormous positive benefit, oh, yeah. like a trillion dollar boost
2: or something. I don't know. I don't well, number, the biggest so. thing is but, when yeah. you compare the United States to all the other advanced industrial economies, we're the only one that doesn't have a median age of like 85 or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, we're bringing fresh blood, as it were, into the system. We yeah. have young people who are working. Right. Uh, compared to like germany's facing a crunch and and france is facing i mean their their number of old people working old people to working young people is way off balance mm-hmm. and japan and korea they're looking at demographic disasters so we need to bring people here if we're not going to be popping them out ourselves they need to come from somewhere yeah. so that's actually a huge advantage for us as a vibrant economy so but you know you can't you can't get that past the fact that they're all like Oh, but they're brown they're or brown. whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, well, I guess that's the end of the argument, you know.
1: <laughs> but they're Catholics. Yeah. They're Christians. Well, that's the thing that gets me, especially like
2: the so called Hispanic migrations. And I mean, it's like these should be people that the Republicans should be going gaga. Over. Yeah.
1: Instead of like family or everybody they're
2: enemies. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. But, uh, anyway.
1: but, uh, three researchers this week won a. $700,000 prize for using artificial intelligence to read a 2,000-year-old scroll that was scorched in the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. The scroll said, getting a little hot here, but... uh <laughs> One ex- expert said the breakthrough could rewrite the history of the ancient world. Mm,
2: it was actually a menu. Lark's tongues. <laughs> <laughs> it said... <laughs> Lizard gizzards. <laughs> it said drink your oval teen. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs>
1: it's about 800 rolled up Greek scrolls that were carbonized during the volcanic eruption that buried the, the town of Pompeii. And... Uh, they looked like logs of hardened ash, yeah. and the scrolls are they're kept in France at the National Library, of, and they've been extensively damaged and even crumbled when attempts have been made to open them. So, as one awesome. of Aristotle's
2: little-known ripped bodice novels, <laughs> 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 he was a farmer from Thessaly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the tunics were flying. She was, she was a <laughs> vestal virgin, but not for <laughs> long. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: but, um, so they used the CT scans of four scrolls, and then, the, and then they used AI to, to help distinguish the ink from the papyrus and yeah. work out the faint and almost unreadable Greek lettering.
2: Unfortunately, so, it was a hallucinating AI. <laughs> 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 hence the hence the Aristotle novel theory. <laughs> like, oh, this is from aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Who writes like this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw a study this week. Uh, uh, somebody had taken taken some AI. I don't know if it was Chat G- GPT or mm-hmm. which one, but somebody. Uh, yeah. But but they they fed the same. Um, variables into it, yeah. you know, and several times, and they would get, like,
2: totally different answers. Sure, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: It's <laughs> just to fool the teachers. That's, I, all it is. <laughs> That's all it's for. Oh, let's see. Oh, uh, in a local news, I don't know if you saw this, um, investor Barrington Capital Group is pushing Mattel to consider selling American Girl and Fisher Price. Oh, really? Yep. American Girl, of course, is uh, headquartered in Middleton, it was founded by Pleasant Rowland back in 86. I was working at a toy store when this uh, they first started peddling these dolls. Oh, really? We were very excited about them at the time. And they was, of course, acquired by Mattel in uh, 1998. Uh, back in uh, January two, uh, 2022, it had 338 employees in Dane County. Uh, American Girl did. But uh, in a letter to Mattel chairman and CEO, Yanon Krasim, Barrington at the Capital Group has said that despite Mattel's strong brands and recent improvements in performance (laughs) yeah, yeah proud, proud, very proud the company's stock had fallen more than 30% over the last two years and uh, you can't have you can't have it falling You've you've got to Those those pigs in the in the (laughs) stockholders (laughs) pen have got to be fed large large amounts of the blood sweat and tears of the workers or else they start squealing. What's the whole point of (laughs) it? Yeah, in anguish. So we got to do that. So we got to pursue uh, immediately pursue strategic strategic alternatives and and cease excessive stock based compensation. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, we invested in Mattel, says this, you know, horrifying <laughs> capital group, uh, uh, primarily because we're we're blood hungry vampires. No, because we <laughs> recognize that it's a house of iconic, globally recognized brands, and uh, apparently they're not pulling their weight when it comes to American girls. So wow. they they want them to uh, Mattel to throw them overboard.
1: Wow. I'd have nightmares if I worked at a place like that, just with all the dolls. I mean,
2: I, it would just creep me out. I think. Just, I had a buddy that was a manager there. Actually. Yeah, he so. he retired. He retired for relatively young, but uh, he he <laughs> one year at Christmas he did pull. He came to a, a breakfast with a bunch of us, and he did really very good at pulling our leg, and he was. He uh, because you can bring he brought could bring some product home right oh sure so he brought uh, we got a brand new Barbie you should know there's a brand new Barbie that's uh, out there Mattel is 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 shilling and I want you guys to be like my little personal focus group basically and so we're like okay so he opens up the box and it's burka Barbie (laughs) 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 he made that burka himself I was very impressed it looked really good but it was like what <laughs> and he could hardly keep a straight face oh, like he's oh, that's you know, funny. basically you know, but it was but he eventually had to reveal it it was oh, kind of like it's funny he was also the the joker that uh remember when we had sticker gal yeah and sure. she was writing me those le- we had a fan it was a lot of control a few years ago and and uh i told him what her handwriting looked like and showed it some of the letters and he imitated her handwriting oh, no. and put a package outside of my door. Oh, my and I was terrified because I thought she knew, like it was really, you know. Yeah, stalking. We yeah. can't really call it celebrity stalking, but whatever you want to yeah. call it, stalking. And, uh, and he couldn't keep a straight face for more than about five minutes because I was so distressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, darn you. Oh.
1: <laughs> An Idaho GOP lawmaker is worried about cannibalism in Idaho. According to the East Idaho News. A lot of good eating there. <laughs> Repres- <laughs> got some potatoes on the side. Yeah, right. Ready to go. <laughs> Representative Heather Scott introduced the bill this oh, Thursday Heather. to expand the state's cannibalism ban. you got to expand that. It's not comprehensive enough. Said she fears cannibalism is on the rise due to an increase in human composting. What? Th- this is gonna be normalized at some point the way our society's going and the direction
2: we're going. What direction do they think that we're going in?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I <eat cannibal. laughs> be not Your love is so to me, I eat
2: <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> 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 You in all 80s? Music yeah, I was gonna say I'm in real 80s state of mind here. Wow, that's pretty intense. Where would you? Where would? How would you even
1: start to think about that as a, as a legislator? I, I I'm
2: think? puzzled by the whole trajectory of the like. Oh, this is the arc of the future that I know we're coming to. <laughs> like, how did that occur to you? I mean, like, what, what were the warning signs? Name three. I mean, I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I you know. California's underwater, and you know, things that the coral is boiling away in Australia. I mean, that seems like a pretty straightforward trajectory that a lot of those folks don't believe in. But yeah. the cannibal thing apparently we got that one nailed down. I don't quite get it. She
0: tied
1: it to the comp- human composting, which I assume is like kind of the, the green burial type yeah. things, so I don't know. I it's like the it's like the the students using the litter boxes. Yeah. You know, well, like, and
2: here like, we are. I, I mean, this. I mean, do no disrespect Mel, but we're talking about it. We're we're, we're doing amp- what they want. Ample we're flying. we're basically drones in their army of crazy. I mean, we're whoever that idiot is is now all over the country, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Well, it's all performance art. I mean, you know, you see that with uh,
1: you know Bobo and Marjorie Taylor Green, I mean, and then, and uh, and now. Um, a lot more with Matt and Gates too. He's been really visible lately. Yeah, they're just—they just, just going out with ten-year-olds now. <laughs> just, he's, he's, he's,
2: I'm not getting enough attention. <laughs> I don't want to go to your recital. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me one time, Companion and I were, we were, we were at, um, uh, the, um, uh, Hilldale, at the, Hildale at the Hildale Mall. I don't know if you call it a mall anymore. Whatever it is. And uh, they were doing; they had a little performance that they were doing of all these school kids that were like, you know, playing the piano and the violin, little yeah. little recitals. And and I just love music too much. I mean, it's kind of like I was making faces. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> He's, and and companion's like, they're just kids. Give them a break. He's like, no way. Are you kidding? Boo! <laughs> Boo! <Yeah>. You suck. Get <laughs> yeah, off the right? stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was barely restrain myself. We want art. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: I saw this great exhibit in Paris a couple of years ago at the Musée de l'Homme, the Museum of of Humanity, and they were talking about Neanderthals, and it, and what I love about uh, French museums is they always have really obvious things for the kids to do that are right next. They don't have like a little kid's room or something. Yeah. It's right next to the exhibits for the grownups. Okay. So they, well, the grownups are looking at this That's and nice. reading the text. The kids got a little thing to play with right there. But one of them was they showed uh, what did, what did Neanderthals eat? And so it was this big uh, computer generated image on the, on a, a circle. that was on the wall and you saw this human and he was walking along and the circle would go around him and they would see an elk come by and you'd mm-hmm. see a, you know, a pig come by and, pretty soon nothing went by and then there's another neanderthal coming by <laughs> and then you see the first neanderthal turn and look at the other neanderthal <laughs> it's like okay so this is the this is the french wow. museum you know very delicately introducing the topic of what happened when there were large megafauna shortages in the neanderthal period oh <laughs> <Well>, that's funny <laughs> Maybe that's what they're worried about out in Idaho. Oh, there you, you know, go. They're worried about the uh, the coming apocalypse when all mm. the the right thinking people will be in their compounds yeah. and they're going to have to worry about well, being I'm eaten sure. by I, the liberal mobs I, I, or something. I, I think you can trace a lot of this stuff <laughs> to, yeah. to that end point. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> so, there was a story this
1: week about um, um, researchers have have concluded that you know the the hunter gatherer thing where we think of uh, the the. Neanderthals and yeah. whatever, having having spending a lot of time hunting. They yeah. said no, there were really more gatherers yeah. and then hunters. I mean, yeah, they, exactly. gathering was a lot easier, a lot lot right. more energy efficient yep. as far as getting
2: calories. You yeah, know. And guess who did all the gathering? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's woman's work. <laughs> yeah, I'll just give you one hint: they had vaginas. <laughs> I, I, I'm going hunting with the
1: boys. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> <laughs> I'm going mastodon. Hunting. Hey, I got. I just got your mastodon last month. Yeah. What are you complaining about? <laughs> but I mean, but I always thought about that. It's like yeah. it looked incredibly dangerous to yeah. go chasing after, you know, like a mastodon yeah. with with a stick. Usually,
2: you chase them off a cliff or something. Yeah, that was what yeah. you did. And right, it's like right. You want to do it safely. Yeah,
1: but uh, so that that made perfect sense that it was more the the ancient humans and, yeah. and whatever you know related humans. Studies were, of were studies more
2: gatherers. Of, studies of groups today that. Uh, you know, do not live in sort of modern conditions, as it were. Is that they spend very little time working? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's just like there's no eight-hour shift or something right. like that. Right. You know, you 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 do things with other people as you need them, and then mm-hmm. you're done. You know, yeah. you can tell some stories about the gods or something. Right. right. Have, have a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, there's this this dumb show called Naked and Afraid. Have you ever seen it? Probably not. No. But no. Uh, it's it's a reality show, but it's like they put people in and. Harsh environments, and there's, the, and the, they have to survive, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, but they spend a lot of time just laying around because they don't they don't want to, you know, they need to conserve their yeah. their, their energy and their sure. you know their calories.
2: Yeah, that's what I tell and myself the, when I'm sitting there, <laughs> <laughs> watching the la- hey, you truly really turned me on to feud the fifth fe- <laughs> feud. Oh my gosh! So we're on the last episode of the uh, Betty Davis, um uh, John Crawford. Crawford thing, and. It's interesting, it really is. I I know there's a lot of fictionalization going on there obviously. Some of those conversations there's no way anybody could have known. Right, right. But on the other hand, I it, it was it's interesting how they tried to talk about the structures in which women of that stature got right. pitted against each other. Right, um, right, and 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 how, you know, once the one thing that the public wanted, which was their physical beauty, was gone, it became a real scrabble, you know, yeah, a real yeah. real well, even even the, the the opening graphic and you know, the little the yeah. animation
1: they yeah. show a guy as a as with a, the a puppet master. Puppet master yeah, yeah. pulling their strings. Yeah. you know, like the studio executives. I'm, su- I'm
2: surprised that Jack Warner's heirs are not suing <laughs> the production company. But I mean, they
1: love the feud. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like marketing front page. Yeah. yeah so exactly. oh, you so you haven't gotten to the Truman Capote one
2: yet? No, oh. no. Although I've read I've read some things that weren't as positive about it as I were about the other one. Yeah, so. that's pretty good. I like. it. Is it okay? Good. I'll I would trust your word. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. so yeah it's pretty good i i really uh susan sarandon is so good isn't she good she's, she's so good she's
1: such a role. perfect betty davis yeah, too i is. mean she's got the eyes just yep. to start with the but whole I mean, you thing know, yep. you know with the uh, jessica lang they put a bunch of you know makeup on her and prosthetics and
2: stuff but i, the, I
1: watched but, t- but, but with with susan sarandon they yeah. didn't really have to they didn't do, do much she just no. kind of just plays her
2: brush her hair in the right way yeah. you know i got to say though i did look up some of uh Joan Crawford's old movies online, and I have to—I think they—they—they they, they kind of chickened out on the eyebrows a little bit because Joan Crawford had eyebrows you could see from space. You know <laughs> what I mean? Really, they were very pronounced at an age, and good for her when women all plucked and art their yeah. eyebrows in yeah. various very, you know, unnatural ways. Um, she just like here there you know there's these fuzzy caterpillars are mine you know that <laughs> and I don't think Jessica Lang really went for that look I think that was a bit uh, just a step too far for her so. <laughs> oh funny so but you know it's it's
1: when you watch something like that that's so fictionalized it makes you want to see By the way, this is
2: the gay part of the show case yeah, you're wondering yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> really <laughs> what else?
1: but the, but it makes you want to see the real stuff so I've, yeah. been, I've been watching some of their old movies too yeah. and because you know, yeah. I, I never really paid much attention yeah. to them they were like you know old movie
2: stars and right like yeah. before my time sure yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I, the you know all about eve is still one of the great hollywood pictures of the golden era uh-huh. it really is I've watched that a million times, probably. (laughs) And on the big screen, it's been shown a couple times on the big screen here Mm, in town. Oh, movies like that on the big screen are so much fun. Restored black and white movies are so beautiful. We don't even realize, because, you know, you grew up watching black and white movies from the days, you know, gone by. Before, we had the kind of techniques we have now to restore them. And you think, well, that's bizarre. How do people watch that? But they're so luscious when they're done properly. The different shadings. And the textures are more obvious, because there's the color to get in the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, the old broadcast TV couldn't... Nah.
1: Handle anything like that. And nah. even even the the streaming stuff, everything yeah. is really compressed, I assume. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, but see that on the big screen and that's pretty good stuff. Let's do that. Let's have.
1: Let's little, do that. Let's have, a, let's have a little Mel and Floyd
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> classic film festival. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, we're we gonna we take a break. Yeah. The film festival's coming up in yeah, April. April, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they'll they'll ask us to <laughs> insult a few more people like we normally do. But maybe they're this scared. This might be them. the year. This might be the year they find like no, there's no one. Who's way. this? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> New phone. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All right, we're gonna take a brief break, play some announcements, and come back with. You got anything good? Oh,
2: I don't know. Uh, I wanted to talk about Tucker Carlson and Daddy, Daddy Putin, but uh, maybe that's that's a romance we all know about. Really. <laughs>
3: Do you care about workers and labor issues? Do you want to make a difference in our community for working people? Then join the Labor Radio team. Labor Radio is a weekly show that covers labor, social justice, and political issues that impact workers. And we need your help. As a Labor Radio volunteer, you will have the opportunity to report on important labor and social justice stories in your community, interview workers, activists, and experts, produce and edit your own stories. prior experience is necessary, though a connection with labor is a plus. We will provide training and support. All you need is a passion for worker justice and a desire to amplify the voices of working people. To learn more, contact Volunteer Coordinator Adrian Rainey at 608-321-9583 or head online to wortfm.org volunteer to fill out an application. Labor Radio, a voice for workers.
0: Napoleon is pregnant with my two-headed love child. It's a bigfoot baby, all covered in fur now. Start raving naked in a full legged nation. We were secretly married.
2: And we're back. Yeah, just uh, Steve called in to say to r- remind us that all about Eve is not about Hollywood; it's about Broadway. Yes, indeed. But my point was that it's one of the great movies from that era, so yeah, from the the golden era. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. But thank you, Steve. No truth to the That's a great video
1: you got there. It's got, it's, also, love the black and white. It's black and white. It's got Winona Ryder in it. Very so nice. When she was very young. So. There's
2: a, there's a, speaking of mojo. Next I want to so. call Adrian Rainey, by the way. That ad was the, for the, 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 the promo la- labor for the radio? Labor Radio. I was like, you, oh, I'm, that sounds like something I want to do. Yeah, well, you should do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> you here anyway. I yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> but, no, it's a good show. People should, uh, if you have any interest at all, it'd be great to, to have you contribute to the show. We'd love that.
2: So. I think. I mean, I things are, I wouldn't say optimistic or hopeful, but it's just energizing to hear yep. the extent to which people are starting to accept labor unions are important. Union power <laughs> needs to expand. I mean, we're seeing strikes in. And work slowdowns and agitating and organizing in areas that we never would have thought mm-hmm. was even possible yeah. like a decade ago or twenty right, years ago. Right. So. so it's it's a very it's a very positive time for it's, labor it's, right now.
1: It's great to see the younger people getting involved yeah. and you know, like like our boomer generation totally Drop the ball. Yeah, we on screwed that the one. pooch on that one. <laughs> I mean, totally. It's like, yeah, whatever. So, so it's fine. You, you kids, you fix that for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, fix that for us. We'd be happy but, uh, about that. But I, I mean, in a lot of things, like my my kid is twenty six, and uh, and and things that would have would have never flown for you know for like. 30 years ago. I mean, yeah. they're up People her age are all in favor. I mean, socialism doesn't that's not a scary word to them when they
2: when the right wing throws around socialism. Well, the problem with the right wing and the in this and the concept of socialism is they've used that word, they've overused that word to such an extent that things like Obamacare is socialist, you know.
1: Oh, oh. Neighborhood
2: parks are socialism. <laughs> yeah,
0: <know>. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
2: <laughs> Obamacare is organizing a private market with a little infusion of government capital. That's about it. <laughs> That's socialism? <laughs> you mean that Republican plan? <laughs> yeah, the Republican plan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, so. Now, again, I was going to mention that uh, it, uh, there's a documentary about Mojo Nixon called The the Mojo Manifesto. Oh, right. Nice. I watched it a couple, just a couple months ago, actually. Yeah. And uh, it's it got it at the library. It, it's pretty fun. It's. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Good deal. I love that video. i got to find that when I... <laughs> Ooh, I got to on the good on the good want to mention that the, the year did begin with uh, sizable uh, increases in the labor market in the United States. Employers added, as we all know by now, I hope, 350,000 new jobs in January on a seasonally adjusted basis, as according to the United States Labor Department. Um, the American economy is outperforming other advanced economies in the world right now. Um, you know, it's the uh, that terrible, dreadful Biden economy is <laughs> killing us all. <laughs> is uh, let's see. Part of the reason the economic growth has been so strong is simple, and uh, maybe this uh, ties into the why the Republicans don't like it or the Trumpies or whoever is that American government is continuing to spend a lot of money. Uh, in order to uh, to stimulate our economy. Government expenditures as a share of overall output hovered at around 35% in the years leading up to the pandemic. But uh, in 2020 and 2021, they jumped to 40%. And uh, what do you know? It actually made things uh, livelier in our economy. Are <laughs> <You're> kidding? <laughs> yeah. I thought austerity did that. Oh, austerity and trusting the market. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's what serious people say. Yeah, that's
1: what they
3: do. <laughs>
2: Let's
1: see. This is out of
2: uh, Iowa.
1: State Representative from Boone has introduced a bill that uh, many library advocates say could lead to the end of public libraries in Iowa. The bill would change how cities and counties fund public libraries by changing the language in Iowa code from shall to may. Oh, dear. Which would allow these entities to opt out of funding libraries entirely through the current library levy system. Wow. Additionally, the bill would give cities more power over independent library boards and libraries by allowing city councils to decide who should be placed on the board or if such a board should even exist. Green has been at the forefront. This is a, a, you ever shocked face ready for this? Yeah. Green has been at the forefront of Iowa's book banning efforts over the last few years. His latest bill is a more roundabout way of continuing that path, especially in light of Recent failures to censor, censor public libraries, even in Iowa's most conservative community. So, we
2: can't censor
1: it. We'll basically destroy the place. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, so, yeah. you, you got a book about some
2: gay penguins or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I didn't know this whole story about those gay penguins. There yeah. really were two gay, right, yeah. gay penguins. Yeah. Um, one of the penguins was bisexual, actually. <laughs> I won't tell you the tawdry details, but. <laughs> After they raised Tango, one of the penguins went on to another romance. Yeah. I just, I, you know how it is. It's, just, yeah, uh, it's it's hard to explain to the little the little penguins. <laughs> yeah, what exactly happened? Daddy and Daddy still love each other very much. I <laughs> just want you to. This know isn't that. about you. <laughs> it's not about you.
1: <laughs> well, there's some some uh, some woman running for I forget what state it is now. You can the usual suspects, and uh, she's running for attorney general, and she put out a a campaign video where she's got a flamethrower, and she's, she's <laughs> literally setting these books on fire with the flame. Ray Bradbury. The, I know. <laughs> wow, what a prophet.
2: <laughs> I read that book as a how-to. <laughs> <laughs> I got this, got this manual here. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Florida lawmaker says, Bill, to loosen rules on killing bears is aimed at the ones that are on crack.
2: There are crack bears. I there was, I there are there.
1: no. There is no evidence <laughs> to back up the claim that bears on crack are breaking into homes.
2: You know, I got to say, <laughs> Mel, your standard of. Like, reality is really getting under my skin. You're all about evidence and rational thought, and I don't know. Like, That'll be the latest Fox News caravan. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the crack bears are going to break into your house. Yeah. There was a Simpsons episode like that. That's the thing. You can't do satire anymore no. because somebody's going to do it tomorrow. No. By the way, did you, just <laughs> speaking of satire, not being satire anymore, uh, Something that's being discussed right now that used to be, like, crazy talk is a lot of people, astronomers and physicists, are starting to talk about creating a giant space umbrella. Have you heard about this? Yeah. A giant space parasol. It's just like you get in those drinks, except really big. And have, have ducks on it. <laughs> well, it's supposed to keep the Earth cool because sure. you may have noticed that it's getting hotter and hotter. I did. And uh, pesky scientists have uh, estimated, they've calculated that if they just had 2% of the sun's radiation blocked, that potentially you could cool the planet by about 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit, which would keep the Earth within manageable no climate boundaries. How could this possibly be a problem? And
1: this was a Simpsons episode, too. Yeah,
2: that's, what I, that's why I thought of it. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God. It's like the thing that seemed, oh, great, eternal darkness. Yeah, I mean, it's we're going to create a giant space parasol because we can't freaking control ourselves when it comes to energy expenditure. <laughs> it's the bariatric surgery, <laughs> of <Yeah>. climate
0: control. <laughs> exactly.
1: So after this, I can still eat a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to bust your staples, you, <laughs> yeah, can, I know but. you can. But um, this is out of Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> uh, Representative Justin Wilmeth in Arizona has introduced a bill that would make. Pluto, Arizona's official state planet. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) He says, when you think of cactus, you think of Arizona. When you think of Pluto, you think of Arizona. Uh, Yeah.
2: So. uh, Cold, distant, kind of freakish—is it? No, it's not cold there though. I mean, well, they're no, well, they're
1: known for astronomy. Yeah,
2: they? yeah. No, I've been to Flagstaff. Yeah, actually, it's actually it actually is kind of chilly there. I mean, that's yeah, the thing with that be. very right. you know very arid right. night; it gets quite cold. But but, uh, but, but yeah, that's but weird. but they're kind of ignoring
1: the fact that Pluto is not like you can a, call it whatever you want. It's a dwarf planet. Yeah, yeah. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. So. <laughs> but.
2: Let the baby have its bottle.
1: (laughs) I started to watch a documentary on flat earth believers the other day, and I I made about 10 minutes into it. I (laughs) threw a brick through my TV.
2: (laughs) The thing that I hate about stuff like that is the classic conundrum of, I really don't have to justify my beliefs. You justify your belief. There's a a name for that in logic. It's called the appeal to ignorance. So, you know, there there's 47 golf balls on the moon, Mel. And and you're like, well, no, there's not. And it's like, yeah, prove me wrong. Okay, it's going to cost you a few billion. First of all, they they're gone by now. You know, there are golf, there were golf balls oh, on yeah, the moon, but yeah, I'm sure yeah. they, they don't exist. Whiteys anymore. on the moon playing golf. <laughs> yeah, mean, exactly. Come on. Yeah. I saw it. On what TV. else are white
1: guys going to do? On when the they they yeah. got their little golf cart. And yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. I never thought about that being a golf cart, but you're right. Um, no, but I mean, so. Because it'll take you billions of dollars to prove me wrong. I must be right. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. that kind of, that's your conspiracy mentality. That and, oh, it only makes sense that. Okay, well, maybe you should expand your range of possibilities, <laughs> you know, in terms of what's going on. Yeah. But anyway. Did you
1: see that that uh, the King Charles, he's got cancer. Yeah. And uh, he's he's going to go with non-traditional treatment. Home, Homeopathic. So who's the next of. king? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
2: And Williams in there measuring. Wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow! Well, I, you know, I got to say, this is. I blame Queen Elizabeth for that one. Yeah. I just really do. You wait till your son is seventy-five. <laughs> you know, the Queen of of Denmark, she she retired, yeah, and she said, you know, my son's in his fifties, let him be king for a while. Right, That's fun. Right, yeah. Queen of the Netherlands, she retired. She said, you know, let. Let William, his name is William Alexander, let him be, you know, mm-hmm. the king for a while. Yeah, You know, give him a chance. No. <laughs> you know, it's just I'm hanging on to the last millisecond, <laughs> you know. Because they take their monarchy more seriously. In I think so. Britain, I, there's other countries, you know. they. I was watching uh, after the... Uh, Frederick I think his name is became the king of Denmark I was watching on YouTube and like he goes you know the queen goes to parliament now the king goes to parliament in the United Kingdom and he's sitting on his throne and they're all around him and he's like pretending like he runs the show it's all pretend but still it's very symbolic and uh, what happened when the king of Denmark went to the parliament? They have like a little box where they just kind of sit. Yeah. And everybody just kind of waves at him and applauds and like they just kind of ignore them. the popcorn. Than and yeah. he's just there for the <laughs> nachos. show. Nachos. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't do anything like that. Well,
1: I used to live uh, close to Gustavus Adolphus College in in Minnesota. And and, and, and and the king of uh, Norway,
2: would show, oh, yeah, show up yeah. like every every couple of weeks. It was sure. no big deal. It's I ah, the kings here. Yeah, you know, yeah. Think, yeah. Well, their mo- yeah, their monarchy's made up. They didn't have a monarch until well, they they had one and then he went away and then they came. so I think it was like 1905 or 1906 oh, really? or something. No. Yeah. And it was a, it was one of the Danish princes that needed a job. That was typical. <laughs> that was typical because back in the day, if you wanted a prestige new country, yeah, you you shopped around to like when Belgium became a country, when Greece became a country, like you shop around to find a monarch. And usually, it was Danish or it was German because they had a lot of royal. Because Germany used to be a lot of little countries, yeah. So they they were kind of like the, you know the crown prince basket of Europe. You right. know, it's just like they got a lot of them laying around. So you'd get either a Danish or a German guy and you'd bring him down. It's like, why is there a king of Greece named Otto? It's a long story. (laughs) (laughs) Really is. (laughs) It was the only model we could find. I I ordered a Danish. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: In the 14 states with abortion bans, there have been nearly 65,000 pregnancies resulting from rape during that time since those bans went into place. Yipes. Uh, researchers uh, studied data from federal surveys and uh, crimes on uh, sexual violence. The, sub, the findings were published in uh, the Journal of American Medicine, Internal Medicine.
2: Wow. Oh, that's something we want to think about. Hey, since the dawn of the Industrial Age, our species have been warming the planet. We all know that. People knew that back in the 19th century. Sure. So how much are we warming it, and what was the old uh, standard? Uh, well, you know, Scientists have been comparing current temperatures to what, uh, you know, weather watchers were, were measuring back in the 19th century, back in the 1800s, uh, by looking at thermometer readings. People would take thermometer readings back in those days, but often it turns out they were inexact. And this sure. is where, and I, you're not going to be able to anticipate this next line, this is where the sponges come in. <laughs> it turns out that you can uh, examine the uh, chemical composition of sponge skeletons that the creatures build up steadily over the centuries and you can kind of piece together what the actual temperature was. Not the crazy temperature that people were kind of half-heartedly measuring with their thermometers, but the actual temperature. So scientists have been doing this. It's a huge wake-up call, according to this one geochemist down at the University of Western Australia. He said that humans have raised global temperatures by a total of around 3.1 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, not the value that's usually uh, that's usually given. So it's, it's a little lower than that that they say it's been raised by. So they're saying that according to organic life that responds to its environment and is more reliable than merely thermometer readings, the planet has actually warmed more than people had thought as a result of human activity. Um, some people, of course, still use the older benchmarks for a variety of practical purposes. They aren't, they aren't perfect, but they're a yardstick that everyone can agree on. But this new kind of sponge... They're called uh, sclerosponges, are small and round, about the size of a grapefruit, and they dwell in deep, dimly lit, undersea nooks and niches, and they grow extremely slowly. So basically things that are happening to them in their environment are recorded in in their bodies. Uh, The researchers found uh, sponge data uh, to unspool a complete history of ocean warming going all the way back to 1700. And what they discovered was really interesting. The history suggests that the ocean temperatures stayed flat, mostly up into the 1790s. And then they cooled a little bit because there were a lot of volcanic eruptions around the time. And then by the 1860s, they really began to warm up. And by the middle, middle of the 20th century, those sponges were sweating it. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, it was uh, really, really accelerated.
1: <laughs> Never seen a sweaty sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to tell they're underwater. Yeah. I guess,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I saw that... Um the hurricanes are getting so intense now yeah. that uh, the weather people are saying we need another category. Oh, yeah. You've gotta, you've gotta push it up to 11, like, I think. Yeah! <laughs> category. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God in heaven,
2: save me category. <laughs> run, run your lives.
1: This uh, of Wisconsin, the Marquette Law Poll. Uh, People in Wisconsin favor marijuana legalization. What a shock. 63% of of people in Wisconsin favor legalization of Mm -hmm. marijuana for all uses.
2: The other 37% wouldn't answer the
0: phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 83% of Democrats and 62% of Independents and uh, a little less than half of Republicans. That's still a lot for Republicans. That is, so... 86% Eighty-six percent favor legalization of marijuana for medical purposes. 90, oh yeah. Ninety-five percent of Democrats, eighty-four percent of Independents, and seventy-eight percent of Republicans. One hundred and ten percent of Democrats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but,
1: but nobody in the in the legislature up the up the street here so there's your gerrymander right there yeah no kidding yeah yeah I mean you got something that 63% of the people even half of the Republicans are in favor of it yeah and it's it's like a total non-starter and we're surrounded
2: by states that where it is legal yeah yeah. It's ridiculous. well that there was an article in the paper this week and I, I don't have it handy but it was about um, uh, what's going on with our prison system in Wisconsin they were very overt about it, it was an article in the New York Times and if you saw it, if you haven't had a chance to see it, look for it online. Um, I don't have it in front of you, but they were basically saying that the problems that we're having right now in the prison system in Wisconsin are a direct, uh, direct result of Act 10, which, you know, is now over a decade ago but basically how, how that connected? because they can't raise the pay there's no negotiation oh, for pay they uh, can't get people there they don't have any kind of seniority system there's no incentive for people in those jobs and so they're severely understaffed right now mm. and a lot of prisons are actually just locked down because they don't have the staffing available to allow uh, any other status That's the gift and this the, is the gift that keeps on giving the gift that keeps on giving yeah so this is kind of like there we go again where we're trying to turn the state into Mississippi, and we're getting mississippi <laughs> style results as a result so wow. you know what do you want to? so at least quit putting people in prison for stupid reasons well I, so I was we were companion i were on the floor of the assembly when they were debating this and the democrats were trying to carve out an exception which had already been carved out for the unions that had supported the republicans yeah. right and so they were saying well what about prison guards i mean the feedback that you get the you know the the level of danger that you have the you know the stress that you're under yeah. i mean these are all things that you know we should have a union negotiating for these folks and you know what the republicans answer was nothing they had more votes they didn't need to actually engage in a debate yeah. they didn't even respond to any of these objections sure. they just said vote and yeah, then they did yeah. that's that's been the the big the big
1: turning point when uh, it it got to the point where if if you don't have the votes you you don't matter at all. Right. There's no there's no discussion. Write, I don't represent anybody except people yeah. who support me, and, and mostly the people who write me checks. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah. don't even have to
2: give a fake reason. I give right. no reason. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, you in what army? That's that's the answer. <laughs> I mean, I know things weren't you know rosy in the past. All no, the time, of course not.
1: But uh, but I I think there was a certain understanding that if 45 percent of the people that you represented felt a certain way, yeah. you had an obligation to you know at least right bake that
0: into
2: the the recipe a little bit right it's so. a deliberative body and you have a district and again you might have won by a few percentage points and you might want to think about getting reelected and the possibility that you might actually have to run for election yeah. <laughs> as opposed to being guaranteed a safe seat was not the way we structured it
1: yeah
2: so, no. but yeah well i by the way i don't know if you noticed this week but the republicans in the legislature Are saying they would? They're they're on the verge of, and maybe they have, but I think they're still on the verge of adopting uh, Governor Evers' uh, map, uh, district map, because there's another one that's even what they think of as more severe in terms of being against their interests, and they're afraid that's the one the Supreme Court will choose. So they're like, oh wait, we got a short (laughs) circuit that.
1: (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) All right, time to declare the weekend. Not
0: now, not ever, no, never
2: I'm gonna live a long, long time My soul
1: All right, stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, who cooks for you at the Real Jaguar? Amy Goodman, Democracy Now, Labor Radio, Blues, Friday at My Mind, all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio stations. W O R T Jaguar. I don't know if you heard Jaguar last week. He was he was getting he was bringing the funk. Was he? Yeah, he did a, a, a special on uh, Black History Month. And oh, excellent! He, he, and it was really fun. A lot of great stuff. I was battling the
2: bus. Yeah, so. all of course. Yeah. Yeah, to get home. So,
1: <laughs> all right, pants. Great to see you. You too, buddy. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, you are listening to WRT eighty nine point nine FM, Madison.